Coming off a 6-6 six and six season with a loss to Air Force and the Armed Forces Bowl, there are a lot of questions facing Baylor this season. What changes are going to happen in this offense, and which players can we look for to take big steps up? All that and more today on Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Locked on Baylor podcast. I'm Jackson Posey of Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears, stepping in for Drake Toll, our typical host here on Locked on Baylor. Uh, unfortunately, he's just gallivanting around in the streets of Arkansas somewhere. And so you've got me and joining me today is Will Bowles of our Daily Bears. Will, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Um, the, the the clouds parted. We got some sun late this afternoon. I'm feeling good. Man, I love talking about the weather on a football podcast. This is fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked on Baylor your first listen each and every single day. Now, uh, coming off of definitely a disappointing season for Baylor, you've got another quarterback battle coming up, this time with uh, a little bit less sunshine and rainbows than the season before. Also, a very crowded skill position player room, which we'll get into a little more later in the episode. Uh, But looking into the transfer market, I have it on good authority. Baylor was looking at several different air raid style quarterbacks wind up, of course, getting Sawyer Robertson out of Mississippi State, formerly of Lubbock Coronado. Will, what changes are coming to the Baylor offense this fall? Or can we be expecting them to incorporate more air raid style plays into the playbook? Or is this this going to look a lot more like a rerun of 2022? Um, I honestly don't expect it to change that much. I just feel like it's not not harsh to Jeff Grimes, but I don't, I don't see him changing up the offense that much, but we do. I, I hope to see some growth from players like Monterey Baldwin, who had an awesome season last year, Josh Cameron, who's a young guy. Um, we've got Jordan neighbors, who's a freshman who looked very good last season. I do think that we could possibly see some more airing out. And then obviously with the great running back room that we have, they won't be able to just sit back. They are going to need to put pressure um, up front. So, I mean, just lots of different options in the skill position, like you said this year. Looking back at the success that the 2021 team had, um, what from a skill position player perspective, obviously you lose uh, a guy like Tyquan Thornton, you lose an Abram Smith. Uh, what what changed? Was there something that was different other than personnel that, that caused the offense to sort of fall off this past season? See, that was a question that I asked a lot this season, sitting in front of the TV, um, sitting on the front row in the Baylor line. But I feel like there's nothing that you can really put your finger on. I feel like McGuire going to Tech, I feel like that definitely hurts. And I don't know, the attitude just kind of seemed a little bit different last year. So hopefully, uh, Rand definitely last year, he talked about how they didn't seem focused and how the locker room just wasn't how Baylor needed to be. So hopefully we can tighten that up this year and just see those players really lock in and just try to return back to whatever they really did have going on back in 2021. There's a big lack of uh, continuity going into last season in the backfield, but a lot of experience remaining on the offensive line this year. uh, You have a ton of new starters coming in up front, but then basically the whole backfield is back aside from Squirrel Williams. Uh, uh, And really, there are probably, what, five running backs this year who could get legitimate playing time. Um, Yes, that's we got a lot of bats. Who are are some new guys coming in that you look at as, hey, this guy could really have a standout season? Because whether transfers or freshmen, I think there are a few that are like, oh, man, this this guy could actually be a focal point of the offense. So we're talking just bats or uh, like skill players as a whole year? All of it. So I feel like the obvious two that we're going to talk about the most are Dominic Richardson um, from OSU and Jake Roberts from from UNT. We have seen tight ends flourish in the past, and so you would expect – 
Jake Roberts to immediately step into a role. Also, I don't feel like he will get that role immediately, but I think we should pay attention a little bit to four-star freshman Matthew Klopfenstein. Kid has bought into Baylor. He was recruiting all over Twitter, telling everyone to come to Baylor. I just feel like that kid really wants to play for Baylor. And so even if he doesn't step into that role on the field this year, off the field, I feel like he, morale booster, um, just really big Baylor um, culture guy. There's a lot of talent in that tight end room like you're talking about, right? You you have a Jake Roberts. You have Drake Na- Dabney coming back. You have Matthew I'm excited to see Drake Dabney play this season. Like, you, you have Hawkins Pauly coming in, too, who's a really talented kid out of Stratford. Um, how how does that shake out, right? Because Jake Roberts is not coming here from UNT to just sit on the bench, right? He, he's going to be the main starter. Averaged 14 yards reception last year at UNT. Is this going to be the tight end offense that Jeff Grimes seems to want to run? It, it, we getting a bunch of drag routes here? Like, what what's going on there? I feel like it very well could be. Uh, I also, just preparing for this, read an article talking about the loss of Dylan Doyle, obviously. That will hurt just our Swiss Army knife saying that we could possibly see Davin Yates stepping into a more um, less tight end action, some fullback action on the goal line, possibly. Um, he, he was banged up last year with Drake Dabney. I'm really excited to see Drake Dabney. He didn't get a lot of touches last year, but it seemed like every time you heard Drake Dabney's name, it was a bid play. So looking, looking more broadly at the offense, everything obviously revolves around the quarterback position, and we don't know who's going to start there yet. Is there a guy who you look at and say this, you know, Soy Robertson or RJ Martinez or Blake Chapin or whoever, this is the guy who would be able to get the most out of his teammates? See, I don't think that I have a quarterback that I'm going to tell you will be the starter, deserves to be the starter. Looking at the spring game, I think that Sawyer might have looked a little bit better at the spring game, but keep in mind it was a spring game. Neither one of them looked outstanding to me. So I just hope that they push each other and whoever does end up being the starting quarterback really does take on that leadership role. Um, I just, I hope that we have a quarterback this year. Not, not that I think feel like Blake Shapen last year took on a lot of hate that wasn't as much his fault. I feel like we had really high expectations coming out of his perfect first half from the um, Sugar Bowl win. He was, I think, 15 for 15, didn't throw a single incompletion and got banged up going into the second half. But everybody expected him to play all season like he did that first half of the Sugar Bowl. So I think I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm not saying that it's just Baylor fans. I was a part of that Blake Shapen hater crowd for a little bit. And I think that maybe we just need to take a step back and look at just objectively. Blake Shapen is not that bad of a quarterback as we made him out to be. I think the Baylor will be fine in the quarterback room. I just hope that we had sell somewhere. It's a really interesting position that, Baylor is in with Blake Shapen as its quarterback because you see all of the high. I mean, he has an insane arm strength, right? Coming out of that shortstop background, a really highly ranked guy out of Louisiana, winds up picking football, and you see that in the way that he throws the ball. Kyler Murray sort of has the same thing of like he has zip and he's a little undersized, but it it doesn't matter. You don't need a Josh Allen body when you have the mechanics right. Um, and yet sometimes there's just this, what is he doing? You know, like like you're so close, like. You're, you're one step away from the first down marker, right? And, like, he, he has all the tools there, and it's, like, whether he can put it together or not. Um, he, he looked really similar, I think, in the spring game to the way that he looked last season. And so I, I think his development in terms of reading defenses and moving beyond his first read, uh, I, I think that'll be really big for his development. Um, another thing that's really big for development, if you want to develop your muscles, is Bilt Bar. Now, now look, I am from San Antonio. And if you've ever listened to Charles Barkley speak, you know that in San Antonio, we love churros. Like, that, that is just an objective truth. And Built Bar has a brand new churro flavor, which is, guys, 
Churro flavored anything, like churro ice cream, whatever, it's great. Churro Built Bar is on another level. Take it from a guy from San Antonio. Charles Barkley would trust me, okay? <laughs> churro Built Bar is on another level. Built Bar is arguably the greatest bar that has ever been created. It's healthy, and it doesn't sacrifice taste to get there, right? It's 100% covered in real dark chocolate, but at the same time, 130 calories, 17 gram, guys, 17 grams of protein. That's insane, and, and only 4 grams of sugar. It tastes great, and it's actually healthy. I think maybe this is a hot take. I think the food pyramid should add an extra bar and it's just like a built bar. And then you could add like the nutrition facts on the built bar to be like 100% of your daily value of built bar. I, I think that would be great. They come in all sorts of different flavors. You got, of course, churro, uh, also cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. Uh, you can always head over to built.com uh, to order a box and see what all the hype is about. Or you can just stop by your local Sam's Club or Walmart, uh, pick up a box. And so that's built.com for built bars, built puffs, everything. Raspberry to red velvet. Uh, your taste buds will thank you. And so will your biceps. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Locked on Baylor. And right here, uh, we have a nice little fantasy football draft, but not in the way that you typically think of a fantasy football draft. Uh, we're going to be drafting skill position players, see who gets, uh, you know, PPR style, right? Point one points for every yard, six points for a touchdown, and one point per catch. Whoever wins wins and whoever loses uh has to film themselves doing all the nfl combine drills and put it on twitter uh will how confident are you feeling about this right now i mean i think either way it's a win-win i either get to win or all of these amazing viewers that locked on baylor has get to watch me this i'm a specimen of an athlete if you didn't mm. know i i just feel like y'all should hope that i lose so that y'all get to watch me do these drills I, I just think it would be a blessing to everyone's twitter feed wherever you want to watch this video well, and I've heard that you've, you have some pretty great competition up there in the slick playing basketball, too. Uh, well, I, I have been running around with Josh, Josh, Josh Cameron, Tam Bonner. I don't really want to talk about um, Josh Cameron. He may have done me dirty, um, may or may not have broke my ankles, hit my head on the floor, um, allegedly. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't clearly remember that, as I did say, allegedly hit my head on the floor. So all your bad takes are just the concussion's fault. That's the... Blame Josh that's exactly Cameron. What I'm, that's a, blame Josh Cameron if I say anything dumb today. All right. So uh, to do the first pick, uh, we will be flipping. Uh, this is the first thing I found. It's a little spike ball sticker. Awesome. Um, never used. So the, the, people are getting the good stuff right here. If you're not watching the video content, first of all, you're missing Will's beautiful face. And second of all, uh, you can't prove that we're doing this. It's not a coin flip, but this sticker flip correctly. Uh, Will, call it in there as well as you can. Uh, all right. Heads being the sticker part and tails being the part with all the legal disclaimers. I'll take tails with the disclaimers. It is tails with the disclaimers. Awesome. So, uh, Will has the first overall pick. Uh, I'm not sure if our illustrious editor, Drake Toll, wants to add any graphics right here. Um, and if he doesn't, then that's going to make him look bad. And if he does, <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, Will, with the first overall pick, we will be doing a snake draft, by the way. Will. With the first overall pick in the official Locked on Baylor skill position PPR draft, who are you taking? Okay, so just one more time to confirm, we will be doing full point PPR. Full PPR. Scoring. Okay, I would like to go out and take Monterey Baldwin, actually. I, I believe that everybody thinks that Richard Reese might be that guy, but for PPR, I think Monterey Baldwin is the move for the first pick. All right, break down why. Okay, so Baylor has – okay, I don't think that Richard Reese is going to lack in production, but Baylor has so many options in the running back room, and I feel like Monterey is 
the guy in the receiving room. We don't have as many. Um, we have a lot of good receivers, but there's nobody that questions Monterey Baldwin and his prowess. He's the fastest kid in college football. He will get his catches. He'll get his touchdowns. Monterey Baldwin is going to have a season if anybody does. Monterey was definitely my number one pick. Uh, he is the type of guy where you, you know, throw him a little slant route, he'll go 80 yards to the house. He did that uh, in the spring game, right? I mean, you can't stop him. He's faster than everybody else out there. You just get him a lane, especially on the sideline, and he's just gone. Um, yeah, I think 22.3 was his top out last year is what I saw on Twitter. That's, that's that is crazy. That's NFL level, like high end NFL level. That's legit. Man. All right. Well. I am going to take with my number two and number three picks uh, the running back duo that I have no idea how it's going to shake out. But you got Richard Reese uh, and you have Dominic Richardson. Both of these guys coming from very different backgrounds. Richard Reese uh, stud, right? Freshman rushing record for Baylor last season, uh, but also had an insane workload down the stretch, had 30 plus carries against Oklahoma and really didn't look the same afterwards. Um that, that's a big step up in terms of workload going from what what was it 3a texas high school football uh to yeah. the big 12 uh totally understandable and i i'm not sure what things are going to look like for him but he's i'm excited for him to take a step up meanwhile you got dominic richardson uh some people are projecting him to be the starter um and he he was the leading rusher at oklahoma state last season uh more of a power guy than richard reese uh who's obviously you know wants to bounce it to the outside a bit more either way these guys are really talented backs potentially form what do you think maybe the best rushing duo in the big 12 i mean ut's probably number one just... although ut doesn't have Bijan anymore and but they have Jaden blue like i i feel like just yeah, on but... pedigree you got to give them something Jaden blue but who's who's coming in after Jaden blue Jaden they backup. lost they lost their two they lost their two starting or their two duo their duo I don't think I don't think that Baylor has um, really that much competition for the duo, unless obviously there is letdown. But I don't see that happening. Absolutely, yeah. I I when I think of other Big Twelve teams with great rushing attacks, the, there's not really one that comes to mind, right? Deuce Vaughn's gone. Bijan Robinson is yeah. gone. There's there's a big hole right there. Uh, the Baylor field in 2021. I think they'll be back there, uh, and we'll obviously be talking a lot more about running backs as this draft goes on. Will, uh, you got the number four and number five picks coming up. Who you got? Okay, so we talked about this a little bit earlier. Sleeper, um, some might say, for four, I want to take Quaylen, Quaylen Jones. Um, he he kind of flew under the radar last year, but did end up getting a bunch of work. And for my five, I do want to take my, some call it nemesis, Josh Cameron. Um, that kid sits two, two, upwards of two. I'm not exactly sure how much he weighs. But that, that is a big boy, and I just feel like he could be making some big catches, some head taps. Um, I just feel like Josh Cameron will really take that next step this season um, as a player. What is Josh Cameron's skill set? Because he didn't get a lot of uh, – and not, not saying that as an insult, but just like from a breakdown perspective, early in the season, uh, he doesn't get a lot of run. And then down the stretch, you're like, oh, there's Josh Cameron. There's a Josh Cameron touchdown. There's a Josh Cameron first – like just out of nowhere, he – burst onto the scene what what changed there like why why did all of a sudden was he sort of the guy in that offense I just feel like there's not I mean obviously somewhere in the country there's probably a corner that falls into this but I don't think that there's a corner that is going to be able to out muscle Josh Cameron Josh Cameron I don't know if you saw that post on Twitter he was back home working out that dude is jacked he is a huge guy and so I just feel like that combined he is also very fast especially for how big he is combined with his height 
I just feel like Josh Cameron's almost that Metatron college, college football Metatron, maybe. Um, Big maybe, step. maybe maybe he hit my head a little bit too hard. Um, I won't go go too far with that, but I just feel like really big guy who isn't going to get out muscled by any corners and no linebackers going to keep up with Josh Cameron. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think the big thing with Quaylen Jones, too, is you don't necessarily look at him as, OK, this is the feature back of an offense, but he's a guy with the, you know, the strength to be the power back in this offense. And he was the number one receiving threat, too. Right. He had 23 yeah. of the team's catches. Um, that was as much as the number two and three guys combined. Right. And you lose Squirrel Williams, who was one of those. I think Quaylen Jones will be like a sneaky guy. who You're like, oh, he gets. He gets 10, 15 touches every week, just out of nowhere. Um, and a touch. Yeah, and a I touchdown. feel like his name, his name, nobody really thought about his name being called that much last year. But if you go back, watch film, or look at stats, Coylan was there just about every game. And we lost Squirrel. Um, we're picking up Dominic Richardson, but I do feel like Coylan will still have some some role in this offense. All right. Well, with the with the six and seven picks, uh, with the the hopefully not combine team on the clock right here, uh, I am going to be taking. Uh, Keytron Jackson and Jake Roberts, um, two guys who coming in, you don't know exactly what their, uh, stand, like what their standing in the offense is going to look like. But when you look at a guy like Keytron Jackson, his physical profile, uh, his prospect pedigree, you're like, that is a guy who is built like a number one receiver. Is that going to be what it is? Right. I think Monterey is going to be the number one guy. Uh, but you put a guy like Keytron in the X or uh, Z wide receiver slot. I think that's a guy who has a lot of talent who can make cons contested catches consistently. A uh, little alliteration there. And then Jake Roberts, 14 yards to catch at UNT. Um, and, and with that sort of air raid influence that it seemed like maybe the team was inching towards a little bit in the offseason, that's the type of guy where you're like, I want to get him the ball on a drag route. He, you know, bigger than those corners. Who's going to guard this guy? He's fast enough to beat linebackers, sort of in that Josh Cameron role, uh, but he can play in line as well. And so... Definitely very high on a guy like uh, Jake Roberts. Yeah, I, I think that Jake Roberts will, I mean, as we've seen, Baylor does have that very tight end. Um, I just, I mean, it, it's just a tight end, an, an offense that a tight end looks at and says, I want to play in that offense. And so I do think that Jake Roberts will step into a role immediately um, with the loss of Ben Sims um, and just both of the other two tight ends um, that stayed at Baylor coming off of just beat up last season. So I think that Jake Roberts will find that role quickly. All right. Well, we've got three total picks left, two for Will. Uh, one for me, as a reminder, Will has drafted Monterey Baldwin, Quaylen Jones, uh, and Josh Cameron. I think if you're going to the slick, that would definitely be the winning team. A um, <laughs> lot, of, lot of muscle on that team. Uh, will, who, who are your last two picks? Okay, for my, I guess it's the eighth pick of the draft. I would like to go with Drake Dabney. Um, the other tight end in this, I guess, duo um, we have here at Baylor. Barry, um, not a huge production last year, but every time he got the ball, it seemed like it was a bid play. Um, he he had some really awesome catches. I don't know um, if you remember all of that, but he had some acrobatic catches, I guess you would say. Um, and he's a, he's quick on his feet for a tight end, and so I feel like that we will still see him um, take on more of that receiving tight end role. And then for nine, I would like to say Jordan Neighbors. So Jordan Neighbors only had one reception last year, um, but he had two touchdowns on the rushing end. And I just feel like he will – I mean, he was a freshman last year, so first off. He, freshman to sophomore jump is oftentimes a lot. You just get in the weight room and just the program under a D1 um, system, and you see um, a lot of progress. And so I just feel like he does have that speed. 
um, to take on maybe a tailback role um, for Baylor, come in, play a little bit of slot maybe. Um, you will. I feel like you will see Jordan Neighbor get those touches. What What does Jordan Neighbors do? Is, is Jordan Neighbors the other Monterey Baldwin in this offense, or does he bring something unique where you can play them together at the same time? Honestly, I feel like that might be a good comparison, but I don't really like comparing anyone to Monterey Baldwin just because that dude, I mean, he's a speed freak. But if Jordan Neighbors could be the other Monterey Baldwin, then I feel like that's an amazing nine pick. Um, just I feel like he is super speedy, and so seeing him take off in this um, second year is very possible. All right, well, uh, Mr. Irrelevant in this draft I think is a massive steal, and I would have taken him probably – sixth or seventh perhaps in this draft that's bryson washington uh freshman running back out of franklin uh this dude is yoked first of all uh second of all he he led franklin to uh pretty much never before seen heights for that team uh takes him all the way to the state championship game as a sophomore uh and then undefeated state champion teams as a junior and a senior one of the only uh waco area schools to have that level of success as well as um my somewhat employer china spring and uh also uh mart which is about as far away from waco as franklin is is that true i don't know i'm horrible at geography. yeah i would say yeah because i mean i'm a big golf guy and when you think of the places to play golf um around waco battle late comes up and that's mart so i mean i guess you could say that mart is just about waco yeah we we considered the punishment for this for the loser of this game being uh going on the live tour in the middle east but uh, we we decided not to. Is that in the Middle East? It's run by somebody in the Middle East. Yeah, it's run by, there. It, it's run by Saudi Arabia, but I think they have um, events everywhere. But okay. I just know people like Brooks Tepka do not want to see me and you on the golf course. Um, I feel like we would just take that tour by storm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, I, I am very concerned for Brooks Kepka's career if he has to compete with Will Bowles out there. Um yeah, but I'll I'll talk to my connects in the Saudi Arabian government. We'll we'll get something set up for you. So, <laughs> but yeah, Bry- Bryson Washington, final pick of this draft, and so uh, final teams. Will has Monterey Baldwin, Quaylen Jones, Josh Cameron, Drake Dabney, and Jordan Neighbors. Uh, I've got Richard Reese, Do- Dominic Richardson, Keetron Jackson, Jake Roberts, and uh, this year's Richard Reese question mark in Bryson Washington. Uh, Will, you got any any final thoughts to tell the good people? Any uh, Anything bubbling to the top of your head or any good recipes recently? Um, I feel like um, either team, I, I feel like either team could win this. I feel like your team is going to be very dependent on if Keetron, Dra- Keetron Jackson does have that season that a lot of people see him having. I'm not huge on him just because he was young, um, four-star recruit, so he has lots of potential, but didn't put up a whole bunch in Arkansas's offense. But if he does kind of take that role from, from Armani Winfield, then I do see him putting up good numbers this year. All right. Well, that's all we got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening and surviving uh, this Drake Tolless episode of Locked on Baylor. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every single day. Uh, I'm Jackson Posey with Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That is Will Bowles with our Daily Bears. And as I always, appreciate, um, I appreciate y'all letting me come out and speak today. It was um, great fun, Jackson. Absolutely. I hope I hope you get those light bulbs in your room working sometime soon so you can you can maybe see a little bit better see, next well, time. See, I, I had them on, but it was it just it was it was not the move. I turned them off just because you wouldn't have been able to see anything. So all right. Well, thank you everyone. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Will, for being here. Uh, and as always, this has been locked on 
Baylor.